This I Work For Him podcast is brought to you in part by Rosedale Communications, offering author-centric literary consulting, writing, and editing services to help you capture your voice, craft your message, edit your content, and publish your completed manuscript for business or ministry online at craftingyourmessage.com. Hey there, it's producer Michael Miracle here. Thanks for listening to the I Work For Him podcast. We are your on-air resource as a workplace believer. And check out our website for tons more I Work For Him resources. We've got blogs and podcasts and reading material and all sorts of fun stuff there. Plus, a link to listen to the live show several times a day. Yep, head to the website. That's IWorkForHim.com. IWorkTheNumberForHim.com. And the listen tab's up there on the top left. Click that, then click the live link, and you can listen to us live every weekday. That's IWorkForHim.com. I work the number four him.com. And now let's go ahead and kick off what we all came here for, hearing more about connecting what we learn on Sunday with what we do in our nine to five. This is the I Work For Him podcast. Hey, we're fueling the faith and work moving five days a week right here on I Work For Him. We're so excited that you tuned in today and we are going to blow your mind. Just know that I Work For Him is on the air now. You know, every day we bring a challenge, Martha. We bring challenges to people to, to look at life differently today. I think today... Maybe our most challenging conversation ever? Well, I, not between you and me, but, but most definitely. Um, it, yeah, I think it's going to be part of that paradigm shifting that we do. All right. So let's thank the listeners. They're listening all over the country. Where are they listening? Where, where are those radio stations we've got? Well, I, uh, we are in Georgia and in Northeast Florida on um, some stations in Jacksonville, here in Tampa. And all over on the internet through Car- right Carrollton, Georgia, Jasper, Florida, St. Augustine, Florida, Folkestone, Georgia, uh, and Lakeland, Florida, and then on the internet, of course, always at iworkrem.com and iHeartRadio every day at 3 p.m. Eastern. So we're so thankful that you're listening, and hope that today um, will be one of those days that you will just remember and want to be able to share, and um, that most importantly, that it will help you in some way to better connect what you're learning on Sundays with what you're doing in your nine to five and check out our website, go there. We um, just love to put stuff out there so that you have resources to help you in this journey. And we want to walk by your side. Go to our website is iworkforhim.com. That's iwork, the number four him.com. Check it out. Lots of ways to connect with us. Sign up for sure for the weekly podcast email at a minimum. And when you do that, you'll also get my weekly blog. But iWorkForHim.com is a place to go. You can also find out about our events that we're holding. Uh, and we've got an event coming up next February, the next Cruise Your Way to a Better Marriage Retreat. And we'll have other events. We're working on different events. Uh, Martha. So I just started adding to our website when we are traveling to an event. Oh, man, we're so traveling. So if they go to our website and they see a picture on any um, date on the calendar, they'll know that there's an event information there linked to it to just kind of let people know what's going on around the country and to be able to keep tabs on us maybe a little Well, I don't know. We can't keep tabs on ourselves. Right. So hopefully somebody can. Our kids call. They want to know where we are. That's right. That's what they want to know. Hey, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, how do they find us? Really, I work the number four him. If they search for that, everything is pretty much exclusive to that. Now, in the last couple of weeks, we've added a new feature to the I Work For Him radio show. Yes, the caller, the listener line, our I Work For Him listener line. That's and it's right. 
I was pretending, He's to, pretending to do a rotary phone, which we, we are not very good at charades between no, the not. two of us. And so just right. say rotary so, phone, baby. So the I work but, for him listener line, which is available on rotary and touchtone phones, as well as your mobile phone. And they could actually speed dial it. 866-713-9675. 866-713-WORK is the number. And if people ever wonder, um, they can go to our website and our contact page. I've got it listed there for them, Jim. So it's not on the main page, it's on the contact page? Yeah. Okay. Because that's right. how they contact Got us. it. And we would love to get use that line to contact us, to give us feedback on shows. We need encouragement. <laughs> so we'd love to have you. Why does that make you laugh? Because. I'm needy. I'm needy. Words of affirmation, my love language, please. I'm pretty sure anybody who's been listening for any period of time knows that about you. So leave us a a phone number. Say something nice about Martha, too. Suggestions. We'd love to hear from you and what God's doing in your life. She took took it from me. I did. I'm here with you. New testimonies. We, if you know of somebody who's living out their faith in their work and mm-hmm. they are making an impact right where they are, they do not have to be a business owner or leader. It could be anybody in any organization at any level. If you know they're living out their faith in their work, we want to hear those stories. So please call the listener line, 866-713-9675, 866-713-WORK. Yes, and you only have a minute to leave me a voicemail. So make sure that I get some good contact information from you in that first minute. That's right. All right. There's so much talk in today's world about pursuing an alternative lifestyle. We are to embrace people who desire to do just that. The alternative lifestyles that the news and the media promote are not really alternatives, but they are the pursuit of self, and that is nothing new. Pursuing self-interest is what got us here in the first place, back in the garden. Well, I want to propose that every person listening to this show should be pursuing living an alternative lifestyle. And that is what we're going to talk about today. Now, before you blow a cork, (laughs) my premise is going to be different and it's all going to be biblical. Jesus called us all to be living an alternative lifestyle. You see, run-of-the-mill lifestyles today have nothing to do with God or faithfulness or moral living or lifestyle or a lifestyle of integrity. Following Jesus is the new alternative lifestyle. Hold on. You're listening to the I Work Remember Blazing New Trails today, talking alternative lifestyles, Jesus style. Martha? Mm. You know, so the first thing that made me think of is it's, sadly enough, it's going to be new to a lot of people to live like Jesus, but it's not new. It is the way Jesus walked this earth 2,000 years ago, and we have just strayed so far away from it. Well, and... (sighs) That is true, but following Jesus is the alternative lifestyle. There's two lifestyles. You're either for him or against him. That's what he said. He said, you're either for me or you're against me. And so the one lifestyle is against him and the one lifestyle is for him. And if we're living that lifestyle that's for Jesus, it should be decidedly different than those people living a lifestyle that is not for Jesus. Oh, yeah. And so that's that's what we call it an alternative lifestyle, but it's the ultimate alternative lifestyle. Yeah, and I think there's been so many different um, periods of time throughout history where we've said, oh, you know, it's never been this bad. It's never been so crazy. It's never been so off. But I, but my point, it was just like, you know, we look at the Roman Empire and how out of control things got then. And, you know, when they, the Christians were in the arenas and, you know, there was craziness happening. So all throughout history, we've had this um, pressure of the culture versus what 
God's design is. And so we, we sway, we ebb and we flow, and we're, we are just going to have a great discussion about what that alternative to the culture is. Well, and the scriptures are very clear in Revelation, as it was in the days, and I might, I might have just messed up, might not be Revelation. Don't send me an email. As it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be at the, at the time when the Son of Man returns. Mm-hmm. It, it's, oh, yeah. And we are at that. I mean, Noah, it was so corrupt. Things were such a mess that God wiped out mankind except for the eight of them. Yeah, think Noah, about that. Joan, and the three boys and their I know, wives. You love to throw that in there. Hey, just, I read an Ole and Lena joke the, today that talked about that. That Noah's wife's that? name. I, the, the joke. Yeah, I can't. Well, it, it was. Hey, uh, uh, Ole came to tell. I no, I little can't Ole. Little Ole said, "Dad, Dad, is there? Does Noah is, is Noah married? Was Noah? What was Noah's wife's name?" And Ole replied. Well, of course, everybody knows that Oli's, that Oli's wife's name was Lena, but Noah's wife's name was Joan. You know, Joan of Arc. But I'm hey. ching. All right. That was way off task. We're talking about and alternative lifestyles. And then they and had some lutefisk. They did not. So. I did not. They, they probably did have lots of lutefisk on the ship, but it was still just raw fish, probably. Okay. They Back a, to the subject. Okay. Alternative lifestyles. Now, there's two lifestyles. There are just two. Let's make this very clear. There's the for Jesus lifestyle, and there's the against Jesus lifestyle. There's not all of these numerous choices that people would have you believe. It's you're either all in or you're all out. I'm in. How about you? I work for him. All right. Romans 12, 2 says this in the message. I love this. Place your life before God. That, that's that, that's the whole topic of the, the Romans the 12, 1 and 2 title. Mm-hmm. So here's what I want you to do. God helping you take your everyday, ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work, and walking around life, and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for Him. Don't become so well-adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Boy, mm. should have been reading that the last 60 years. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. Recognize, readily recognize what he wants from you and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to its level of immaturity, God brings the best out of you, develops well-formed maturity in you. And of course, we've we've read it a million times on the air, but Romans 12 too. We should read that, you know, the way we always have it out here on I Work For Him. In the normal version, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. That's what we're talking about today. That alternative lifestyle, the choice that Jesus gives us, come be a follower of me and my lifestyle will be different. You're listening to I Work For Him. We are your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg, and I Work For Him can be heard five days a week right here where you're listening to us, whether you're listening to us on the air online or on the podcast just know that we've prayed for you each and every day and when we say we're talking alternative lifestyles martha it's probably different what people are thinking yeah i'm sure it is and jim right before the break you were um reading romans 12 1 and 2 out of the message translation and i think it speaks really clearly to this whole idea of the alternative lifestyles because what you're saying is it's black or white you're following jesus or you're not you're living the way he we are called by our Heavenly Father to live or we're not. 
And um, Jesus is the one that made it black and white. He's the one that said, hey, you're either with you're either for me or you're against me. Correct. And we're all imperfect. We all sin. We all make mistakes. So well, you don't don't make too many. Yeah, I do. So don't get us wrong in the sense that we're saying we've got this all figured out. But what we're (laughs) saying. Come spend a day with us and you'll know we don't. And that's why I wanted to go back to this verse in the the message paraphrase, because I think it's so good because in the middle of it, it says, don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. And that's exactly what happens. All of a sudden, you know, you get convinced because either the media keeps saying something over and over again, or you're seeing it on a billboard, or you're reading it in a magazine, or you're... Um, hearing it from a neighbor, whatever it might be, it just penetrates us to where we don't even think about it, and we've accepted something else as our um, our um, true north, our litmus test, or whatever it might be. You know, as a as a guideline for our life, even without thinking about it. And boy, is that irritating! Then when you start to think about it, and you go, "How did I get to that point?" That's the whole biblical worldview versus. Not well, and, and I believe that is the issue. If we want to know why we lost the culture battle in this country, it's because we became so well adjusted to our culture mm. that we fit into it without even thinking. And Christianity was so watered down, people are like, Well, I don't really see a difference. So, if there's really no difference between Christianity and just being me, why should I become a Jesus follower? And and that's, Jesus called us to live a radical lifestyle. And so I think in our conversation today, what I really want to do was do a compare and com- contrast in different parts of our lives. And in the last segment, I want to compare and contrast the alternative lifestyle of a Jesus follower in the workplace. And what does that really look like? Because it should look radically different. It should not look the same. Sounds good. And I just, listeners, I want you to hear me. Let me just jump up on my soapbox. <laughs> we, You need to understand my heart and my passion behind this. When we live a watered down, let me just say, this is the Jim Brangenberg patented way to describe it. When we leave a watered down, mamby-pamby, weenie-butt Christian lifestyle, nobody's attracted to Jesus because we're not, there's nothing different. We're not offering an alternative. We're here to talk about alternative, the the ultimate alternative lifestyle today, because it is the best alternative. Jesus is the answer to all of the questions that our world is asking. We need to phrase the answer in a different format, and it needs to be in an alternative lifestyle. Our lives should reek differently. You know, it reminds me of an interview we did on a book um, probably over a year ago for sure called Remarkable. And I love it because that's that word. That's that word. Are we, are we, do people look at us and see remarkable? And is that remarkable attributed to are they, Jesus will, Are Christ? they willing to make a remark about our behavior? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we don't, we don't even think about the meaning of that word very much anymore, but um, not to just be a, an attention getter, um, jaw dropper, but to actually be remarkable. So, so let's have this conversation. So I'm I did, did some, I, I, I uh, queried the ultimate source for definitions on the internet, <laughs> Wikipedia. You did not. I did. Alternative lifestyle, the definition. An alternative lifestyle is a lifestyle diverse in respect to mainstream ones, mainstream ones, Hmm. or generally perceived to be outside the cultural norm. Ladies and gentlemen, that defines Jesus. His lifestyle was so radically different, the religious people 
wanted him taken out. They put a hit out on him. They called the mob to take a hit out on him because he was threatening their their power structure, their control structure, their money. So let me read it again. An alternative lifestyle is a lifestyle diverse in respect to mainstream lifestyles or generally perceived to be outside the cultural norm. Now, an alternative culture, because I thought it would be more, well, do you want to talk about the? No, that's good. Okay, Get them so both out there. An alternative culture. Alternative culture is a type of culture that exists outside or on the fringes of mainstream or popular culture, usually under the domain of one or more subcultures. That's Christianity. Hmm. Christianity launched in the New Testament in Jerusalem as an alternative lifestyle, a lifestyle that depicted an alternative culture. And this culture was selfless. This culture was not self-serving. This culture was focused on meeting the needs of all those around them and seeking God for ultimate direction. And it was such a radical subculture. Their lifestyle was so radically different. It was such an, a stark, raving alternative that caught people's attention. It turned the Roman Empire upside down. By 300 AD, so 230 years later, the Roman Empire became the bastion for Christianity and the promotion of Christianity all over the world. But that's amazing. Because they were, they were, and right after Christianity came out, they were burning Christians at the stake. They were dipping them in tar and lighting them on fire to to light the roads. I mean, that's how they thought about that alternative lifestyle at first. But and then they embraced it. That that's the transformative change we need to look at as Christ followers. We should be living that alternative lifestyle. Yeah, and then just look at where the next two thousand years got us. And um, so the challenge is to say, okay, you know, what does the Bible have to say? Because that's where we gain our um, guidance, right? It's from what does the scripture have to say about um, how we are to live? And the answers are there. You know, you joke all the time about, um, you know, you wish kids came out with a manual laminated and around their foot. But God has given us... Tie strapped around their ankle. Yes. A laminated instruction guide. However, God gave us the Bible as a guideline to so many things in our life. And I mean, that's what we use as our foundation for this conversation. All right. So we just need to ask ourselves questions. Is your lifestyle different? Is your lifestyle so, is it, a, are you living an alternative lifestyle that gets people's attention? So does your home look any different? Does your the way you interact in your neighborhood look any different? Does the way you drive your car look any different? That one's kind of personal for me. Um, does Good. the way No. Oh man, spring break people, it's so nice to have you here in Florida. I just wish you would obey the speed limits and use blinkers. Okay. But it is does everything about your life does it display the impact that Jesus has made on you? Do you make decisions? Do you have debt just like your neighbors? Do you spend money just like your neighbors who aren't Christ followers? I mean, is your life decidedly different than those that are either for Jesus or against Jesus? Is your lifestyle different than those who are against Jesus? That's the question we need to ask. You know, those bracelets that came out 15 years ago, What Would Jesus Do?, which was based on a that book by Charles Sheldon written in 1898, asking that question. Now, how, what would Jesus do? How would Jesus live? 
But what would that look like, that alternative lifestyle? How does that play out on a day-to-day basis? So one of the challenges with that question is just thinking about the fact that I'm not just trying to have a shock factor. I'm really trying to be obedient to what God's called us to do. So um, I really think that that's an important conversation to have. Well, let's look at this. And I don't, we don't usually talk about the kind of things, you know, we don't, well, we do. We talk all the time about personal stuff. Uh, about a week ago, we were at a, our homeowners association meeting. And you were honored as the president of the association. You've been the president for a decade. And they honored you and gave you a gift. And they thanked us for the way we've served the neighborhood. And I believe it's because our alternative lifestyle has actually brought peace to this neighborhood. I I sure hope so. Because the previous 10 years have been somewhat contentious. But because we served selflessly for a decade, I think it really made a difference. You know, I I was thinking about it as, as I slept the night after that meeting that, I really believe that God blessed the neighborhood with peace for the most part, except for one or two neighbors every once in a while, because we served and it was, we, we served the neighborhood selflessly and we loved it. We love our neighbors. We love our neighborhood. We've never lived in a neighborhood this long, but it was, we lived an alternative lifestyle. Yes. I mean, you know, I, I don't, I mean, there's so many different things we've done, but we've never lived in a neighborhood like this. We know every neighbor on the street uh, and that's something we've never done. We know everybody. Yeah. So in our culture today, it's all about just, you know, serving yourself, doing what you need to do, um, focusing, not worrying about anybody else that even, you know, lives next door. So alternative lifestyles, but we've determined that really Jesus followers should be living the alternative lifestyle. There's the everybody else. And then there's the Jesus lifestyle, the everybody else. And then there's the Jesus lifestyle. Wouldn't it be cool if it became reversed? It's the Jesus lifestyle and then everybody else. Right. That's right. That the minority was the alternative and living like Jesus was the majority. Right. Jesus said, you're either with me, you're either for me or you're against me. So that that determines there's two lifestyles, the the against me lifestyle and the for me lifestyle. But... As we read in the Denef, in the definition, in the definition, yes, I just I created a new word right here, and I work for him. In the in the definition, an alternative lifestyle is a lifestyle diverse in respect to the mainstream lifestyle, or generally perceived to be outside the cultural norm. I will tell you today, if you watch all but one TV or radio media source, you are going to find that the Christian lifestyle is the alternative to the cultural norm. In fact. That hideous talk show with several talking women, they were bashing Mike Pence and, and said, because he said that he prayed and then he talked to God and they said he had a psychological condition and they were ripping him, saying that they were ripping into him. I mean, and these are people that are supposed to be giving good advice, just, ah, just horrible, horrible things they said. Following Jesus is an alternative. So just with that example, Jim, I just want to encourage our listeners to make sure that you're using biblical filters, that you're saying, do I believe this? Do I agree? And and asking yourself, too, sometimes, why are you listening um, to certain people as authorities? And I'm not saying that you shouldn't know what's going on and you shouldn't, you know, um, listen to cultural things, but use discernment and say, okay, I don't agree with that. I don't, I want to, I want, what does God have to say about that situation? So 
Yeah, and that's so important. So let's look at what does an alternative lifestyle look for, look like. Let's let's first look at the mainstream. Mainstream. Here's here's mainstream. Martha, let's just go back and forth on this okay. list. Mainstream. Bigger is better. Stronger is better. More is better. No commitment is better. Use and ab- use and abuse and discard. That's better. Hmm. Don't hand out consequences. Spoil the child. Blame objects, not the sin. Huh? Tolerance is the only way, except for. The Jesus way. There's not very tolerant of that. And again, we're talking about how did you define this? This so is this is the mainstream way. The mainstream, not way. not the alternative lifestyle following Jesus. This is the mainstream way. So mainstream says sex outside of marriage has zero consequences. Pornography is art. Again, the mainstream says pornography it's art. Self and, and it should be fine for everyone. Self sacrifice is a waste of time. If I don't look out for me, nobody else will. That's what the mainstream says. Mainstream says. God is irrelevant. This is not the family feud. Church is archaic. Laws are suggestions. Courts are for opinions. Holy smokes. You think about that. We got mayors and governors now defying the federal laws in a certain state in this union Mm. and just saying, well, it's my right. I can do whatever I want to do. That's what the mainstream says is okay. We even have the mainstream saying that presidents having extramarital affairs, that's okay. Because it didn't happen in the because it's his personal lifestyle. That's what the mainstream says. Yeah, we talked about that kind of integrity last week. So truth is a moving target, and it is personalized. Yeah, what's true for me is what's true for me. What's true for you is true for you. But there's no real thing as absolute truth. That's what the mainstream says. Truth, it's a moving target. It's personalized. Okay, it, uh, mainstream says it's all about me. Mainstream says divorce is my freedom. It has no repercussions. Yeah. Take a look at our world in the last 50 years because of divorce. Uh, The mainstream says kids are resilient and they can handle trauma, like divorce. Mm. As long as it doesn't affect me or impact me, I am going on with my life. That's the way the mainstream says, well, it didn't happen here, so it doesn't affect me. Mainstream says abortion is okay. In fact, it is absolutely necessary. And it also says that weapons are bad. Again, that's what... The mainstream mainstream says. says. If you aren't like me, you make me feel uncomfortable. That's what the mainstream says. That's the whole tolerance movement. And the mainstream says busyness is a crown and it's to be sought after. Yeah, so obviously this is not an all-inclusive list, but a pretty good example of the kinds of things that we're talking about where, you know, it's just become the culture around us to believe that these things are true. Right. I mean, that's... We've got to talk about the alternative lifestyle because Jesus called us to an alternative lifestyle. He called, remember when the rich guy came up to Jesus and said, hey, Jesus, uh, I, I, want to, I, want to, I want to be one of your followers. And he goes, okay, no problem. And, then, and the guy goes on to say, well, I've kept all the commandments. I'm, I've been a really good dude. He goes, no problem. Just go sell everything you have and give it to the poor and then you can come follow me. Mm-hmm. That was an alternative lifestyle. And what did that guy decide? That's too much to ask. I can't do that. I can't do that. So Jesus called us to an alternative lifestyle. Now, he didn't call all to be poor, but he did call us to lead a selfless life. He called us to be a generous. He he called us to be, our lives should stand up. They should smell different. That that's We should smell different. As you mentioned earlier, we should be remarkable. People should be remarking at our behavior. Mm-hmm. All right. So in light of all this, what's the reality of John 10.10? John 10.10 says, The enemy has come to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come. Jesus is saying this. 
I have come that you might have life and live it to the fullest or live it in abundance. However, whatever version you memorize it in the above list, that list that we just went through of what the mainstream says that that's, that is all about the enemy coming to steal, kill and destroy. It's all about self-centeredness. It's all about making it all about me. It's all about denying consequences. It's all about my sin. Life is good. There's no such thing as truth. It's the, it's, it's the deception of the enemy. You know, it makes me think about the, person who is pretending to be happy and the person that's genuinely happy. And there are a lot of people in this world that um, they believe a lot of these lies. They believe the cultural way, this um, all, this lifestyle that we've just, you know, kind of described through all these points. Um, but the truth is, is that genuine happiness, genuine joy comes from a very different approach to life. All right, we're talking alternative lifestyles right here on I Work For Him. And really, it's alternative lifestyle. It is the alternative lifestyle. Capital T, the alternative lifestyle. There's not 58 versions of alternative lifestyles. There's either you're for Jesus or you're against Jesus. The for Jesus lifestyle is the alternative to the mainstream that says everything is okay. As Jesus followers, our lives should be radically different. So let's look at some of those radically different ideas for the Jesus alternative lifestyle. Alrighty. So he says in scripture, the weak are made strong. He says to love your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you. He said that adultery is wrong and so is dreaming about adultery. Mm, that's not what we hear about in culture today, is it? So Jesus says in scripture, love your neighbor as yourself. And he asks the question, who is your neighbor? Yeah, what a great one. And and then he picks out and says, our neighbor is an, is an exiled people that we ignore, we don't even talk to. And that was who our neighbor was. I mean, just amazing. All right. So he also said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. It doesn't say love everything and then give God an hour on Sunday. Mm. Mm. Oh, you're going to convict us here. You must die in order to live. <laughs> Talk about an alternative there. All right. All right. Um, you must die in order to live. Okay. None of it's about you. It's all about Jesus. Yeah, that's a... This is the Jesus alternative lifestyle. The only alternative to the mainstream is the Jesus lifestyle. Scripture says Jesus is the truth, no other. Right. Jesus said, I am the truth. I am the road, the way. I am the life. Nobody comes to God, the Father, but by me. He claimed it. Jesus said sin has consequences, but Jesus can bring healing both emotionally and physically to all who believe in him. Most definitely. He says murder is wrong. Thinking about murder is wrong. Even when you're driving a car. Right. The alternative lifestyle. (laughs) The alternative lifestyle. The Jesus lifestyle we're talking about today. Every life is precious. Mm. Every life is precious. Even if it's inconvenient. Thinking about murder is, excuse me. Every life is precious. We're all created in the image of God. Mm -hmm. Scripture says sex is designed by God for marriage because in marriage it is selfless and bonding. Yeah. How cool is that? All right. The Jesus alternative lifestyle says adversity in your life will shape you into a more Jesus-like image. It's not something to be avoided. Mm, But it is not necessarily easy. Scripture says less is more. The Jesus lifestyle says Mm -hmm. blessings and more are not just for you. You are blessed to increase your status of giving, not your your status Mm -hmm. of living. 
Your number one love should be for God, nothing else. All actions have eternal consequences. Our days are numbered. All of us are sin, fallen in God's eyes, and and it puts us all, every one of us who are not following Jesus, all of, every one of us, period, every one of us are on the same level playing field. There is not one person that's gooder than another. <laughs> if you make me feel uncomfortable, the problem is me. Because Jesus loved everybody. All the uncomfortable people, Jesus loved them. You know, Zacchaeus was a tax collector and he was a short guy. And he had to stand on a tree in order to be able to see people. Jesus loved the woman at the well, had been married five times and was living with the sixth guy 2,000 years ago. He, he loved the woman who had been caught in adultery. He probably would have loved the man who had been caught in adultery with the woman, but they didn't bring him out to stone him. True. And it says that the ultimate gift is peace. Right. Peace. So, Not diamonds? No. Diamonds are forever but they're not really. No. Because because remember, in heaven, diamonds are door hardware. They're going to make doors out of diamonds. Okay? And they make the roads, the asphalt is gold. They pave in asphalt, they make doors out of diamonds. The stuff that we think is really, really super neat here is stuff that is, you know, it's useless. It's just useless mm-hmm. stuff. So the question is, does our lifestyle reflect the radical life of Jesus, who didn't own anything, who loved everyone, was faithful to his mother, even on his on the death on his death cross, was an example to all, lived in obscurity, put the needs of others constantly above himself, sought God for direction in everything, fed his life into others, knew his Bible, in fact he memorized it, and he prayed all the time, and he called out lies, presented the truth, even when there was consequences, like you know, the consequence were, yeah, they murdered him. Mm. That's the alternative lifestyle. When you look at your life, when you look in the mirror, does your lifestyle reflect the radical alternative lifestyle that Jesus said, this is what I come to bring because your life needs to smell and look different so you can attract people to me. You're listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We talk alternative lifestyle. The only one. There's the mainstream lifestyle. There's the against Jesus lifestyle and there's a for Jesus lifestyle. He didn't give us a whole range of options. He said, you're either for me or you're against me. So we're talking alternative lifestyle today. And we've just kind of summarized what does the mainstream culture say that is okay? And what is the what is following Jesus? What does the scriptures say is okay? And we promise you in the last segment that we would hit, Martha, the at work. Because our work, this is a workplace show. I work for him. Mm-hmm. How What does the alternative lifestyle of following Jesus look like in the workplace? So I think first we should establish what it looks like as a, or just what's the mainstream say work should be like. Well, I think that we can actually take each topic one at a time. I think that might be easier for comparing and contrasting. What do you mean? But, well, I'm just thinking of examples of things that happen in the workplace that we accept as being okay, and then if they really are or not. So So um, pick one. Okay. So the first idea that came to my mind is the whole idea about using the paper clips from work. You know, just that concept that, well, I can take home a pad of post-it notes. I can use the paper clips from work to paper clip together my homework that I'm doing. And, you know, just that whole idea of what, um, where is that line? Is there a line about stealing from right. our employer? The mainstream says it's okay to permanently borrow uh, office supplies. Yeah. As a Christ follower, as a Jesus follower, the alternative lifestyle says no compromise. Mm-hmm. If it's your employers, it's your employers. If it's yours, it's yours. 
And it's clear. There's no gray here. Right. Now, there are times where you have to bring a pen home when you're working on a, a work project and may get left at home, just bring it back. But, you know, I'm as guilty as anybody else of bringing stuff home that maybe wasn't mine. Okay, that wasn't mine. Not maybe, it wasn't mine. But that goes back to that whole verse that we read at the very beginning of the show where we are, where it says, don't become so well-adjusted to our culture that you fit into it without even thinking. You know, we be, we, we don't even think about it because we just, you know, go about our business. Yeah, well, I just need this and going to do what I need to do. Okay, let's just say your job starts at 8 o'clock and ends at 5 mm-hmm. o'clock. I and, wrote that. Okay, so you wrote that? I wrote down being late. Okay, so, well, I was going to talk about leaving early. Oh, okay. Well, okay. that works too. So, okay, but if you got if your job starts at 8 o'clock, does that mean you show up at 8 o'clock and sit in your chair? Or you're walking through the door at 8 o'clock? No, it means you need to be there at quarter to 8, so you're settled. You've got your cup of coffee, or your can of Mountain Dew in my case, and you're ready to sit down and start working at 8 o'clock. That's what it means. And if you're supposed to work till 5 o'clock, it means at 5 o'clock you're finishing up work, and then you're walking out the door after 5 o'clock. The mainstream says, well, it's okay to be late. It's not a big deal. Or it's okay to show up at 8 and then talk and finally get settled in at 8.30. And, you know, I can be ready to go at 4.55. It's not a big deal. What am I going to get done in the last five minutes? But as Christ followers, our alternative lifestyle should be radically different. It should be remarkable. So, you know, this is a concept that for a lot of people could be very confusing because in this period of time right now, we also have what people might call flex time or um, working from home, home, you know, whatever the case might be. So the point is to be ethical, to have a life of integrity in this area. So, you know, you even commented when we were talking about the office supplies is saying, well, I take a pen home to work on the work. Okay, well, you are taking work home. So that is work you're doing on your personal time. So making sure that you are... Um, you're having communication about what that looks like. And if I if I leave work early and I'm going to work on it at home, that balances it out, but I'm not doing it. Um, my boss needs to know. My boss needs to approve that. I don't make my own rules, I guess is what I was thinking about that. Because it'd be very easy to go, well, I'm doing this and I'm, you know, so I'm sure it's fine. Okay, but to everybody else, it looks like you're, you're you know, cutting corners. All right. What about lunchtime? You know, uh, in the United States of America, if you work a full day, you are entitled to one half hour of unpaid time for lunch. Mm-hmm. Some employers will give you an hour, especially if you're working eight to five, because technically that would mean you have an hour for lunch. But how often do you, you know, skimp on that or maybe extend that a little bit too much? I was wrong word, not skimp, but uh, pad onto it. I mean, how often do you leave for lunch at 1155 and you get back at about 110? You know, if you can't get done in an hour, then maybe you shouldn't have gone or you make sure the boss is with you. <laughs> no, but the boss should be eating all later. That's a work lunch or something. But we, we're, we're called to live very black and white lives because our lives are supposed to be radically different. And if we're stealing from our employer by not working a full day, then it just tells everybody else, well, Jim doesn't work a full day. He takes a long lunch. Why can't I? And if I'm the manager and I'm doing that, I'm sneaking out to play golf or I'm, you know, taking a long day or I'm going shopping or whatever it may be. Like I would Okay, I was just happy. I'm like, well, we know that that wouldn't be the Martha case. Martha goes shopping or something. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. But that was, that was when I came up with lunch. Yeah. So I think that um, to that end, just we got to check ourselves. We got to say, you know, it's that whole conversation about am I making somebody else stumble 
because I give the appearance of something that I'm, you know, cutting corners or taking advantage of as well. So okay. you may have an arrangement, but if people don't know about it in a particular day where you have a dentist appointment or whatever it might be to make sure that we're checking ourselves, that we're doing things with integrity. Our lives at work should look differently. Okay. What else? What did you have on your list next? Well, I, I was thinking one. like, um, in, in the, in the realm of having contracts with um, vendors or something like that and promising certain things that you know you're never going to deliver on. You know, actually setting up your business in a way where you're really lying, where you're, you know, that whole over-promise, under-deliver, you know, that's something that um, in certain industries, it's probably more common than in others. And that's a real danger where if people say, well, in my industry, everybody does that. Okay. So make your business remarkable, right. make it different, make people know I can always count on that company following through on what they promise. And, and how about paying bills as a, in within a business or anybody, pay, regardless mm, of whether this is at home one. or at work, yep. paying your bills. If your bill is due in 30 days, then you pay it in 30 days. Do even better. Pay it early. Pay your bills. Pay your bills. Don't bounce your pay. Don't bounce checks. Pay your bills. Uh, and how about I get another one? As a Jesus follower, an alternative lifestyle at work, return phone calls. The same. How, so explain that to me. How is that living a Jesus lifestyle? You know, you know you're if you are doing something where it involves customer interaction via the telephone. And they, somebody calls and leaves you a message, you should call them back. So ignoring them. Ignoring somebody that maybe is a difficult customer, Ooh. that is not a Jesus alternative lifestyle. You need to call people back. Something we have learned in all the years of customer service we've done is when you love on those difficult customers, you end up having a customer for life. Mm -hmm. but, it, but it is difficult. But you got to call them back. Not always easy, but you got to call them back. Ooh, for sure. Expense reports. Mm-hmm. Padding the expense report. Well, you know, was that lunch really a business lunch? Was it really all those miles or was it just some of those miles? I mean, as Christ followers, our expense reports should be, our living our alternative Jesus lifestyle, our expense reports should be absolutely auditable by anybody and they should be flawless. Yeah. If someone be if someone were to say, hey, we're coming in tomorrow and we're checking all the reports, you should be able to sleep good that night knowing that, you know what, it's already all, it's all good because that's, I did exactly what I said I did. Yeah. Always telling the truth. Don't, no, no lying. Mm. Because if you, if you lie, if you compromise by lying, you have to worry about who you told what. All right. How about this one? Um, handling conflict in the workplace. There will be conflict in the workplace. Mm -hmm. What does the mainstream say about conflict in the workplace? Well, several things. It's somebody else's fault. I don't have to address it. It's not affecting me. You know, things like that. And it's also, well, I can, if, if, if me and Bob are having an issue, I can get John and Sue and Linda and Tom all to be on my side. So I play politics with it. Ooh, that's true. Politics and, and that's, and that's not a Jesus alternative lifestyle. If I have a conflict with Bob... Who do I need? To, what does the Bible say I should do with that conflict? Go to Bob. Go to Bob. And if I can't, if Bob refuses to talk to me, which that's rarely the case, then I go back with somebody else. Right. But okay, but handling conflict, we need to handle it and we need to face conflict. So what about gossip in the workplace? Well, let's see. The alternative lifestyle for gossip in the workplace would be? Not gossiping. 
I was just saying the crickets thing. Yeah, absolutely. Not gossiping. No, it's not crickets in the sense that you can still talk to people. Right, but you shouldn't be making gossip. If it's not truth, don't pass it on. And if and if you know something about somebody that other people don't, that those people don't want other people to know, then you don't share it. Or they don't need to know. Right. Like sometimes people tell you things and it's not necessarily a secret, but does it edify the situation? All right. So just summarizing where we're going today. Everything about... Being a follower of Jesus is the ultimate alternative lifestyle. It is the only alternative of what the mainstream is offering, which is self-centered. Alternative lifestyle is a lifestyle diverse in respect to mainstream lifestyles or generally perceived to be outside the cultural norm. That is following Jesus. That is the ultimate alternative lifestyle. You're either for him or you're against him. That's alternative lifestyle. Martha, 10 seconds. Wow. Um, I just hope that it's helped people to think differently about what they're doing on a day-to-day basis. Do you stink? Do you smell different <laughs> than the average person in your workplace? You've been listening to I Work For Him with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. Our workplace, it's our mission field. But ultimately, I, I work, work for, for him. him.